Welcome to Art Mode, a podcast for all things art and illustration. I'm Stella. And I'm Rebecca. And today we're going to be talking about failure and success. Um, and what is success? So Stella, tell us a bit more. I think we're going to be talking about failure, success, and pretty much everything in between. So we will touch upon a very important topic, which to me is kind of my philosophy, which is draw, don't judge. Also, we will speak about being your own critic and how to talk to yourself. Uh, We will also talk about setting your baby free into the world and uh, out there in the world of internet publishing where people are watching (laughs) which probably very scary (laughs) so in this sense we will touch upon internet fails and commercial flops and what is success so rebecca pick your poison which one you want to start with today wow so much to choose from these are all really really like my favorite topics um i'm gonna i'm gonna start with failure as a concept first um so I can't remember who said this but you get a lot of um famous people talking about how failure is essential to succeeding. Mm. So you can't um just wake up and go about your life and succeed at everything. You know, it's an inevitable part um inevitable part of, of being a person and being a creative in this case. So um once I took that on board as a concept that it's okay to fail um in whatever sense that will mean to you I was like it was like I could just breathe out because I'm a perfectionist and I think when most artists I know are perfectionists especially with regards to your work even if you're not in your daily life so when you do a piece or a project or whatever venture you're doing with your creative work and that doesn't succeed, so that doesn't succeed in your eyes um, or maybe even in the public eye, that is like, it can completely stop you in your progress mm. because that's a failure and you failed and that takes away all this confidence that maybe mm. you've been building or the ideas and the plans that you had to do with those things so I have failed many times at many things and I really used to look back on that with like shame I used to be so I never talked about it you know it was like I just like shoved it under the rug anything that hadn't worked or um hadn't gone to plan so when I opened myself up to like failing is good Failing is essential. Failing is where you learn the important stuff. Um, It was like I could like flip my entire mindset. And that's why I'm recommending to everyone listening to, if you haven't considered this yet as a thing, um, like consider that failing is good Mm. because failing means you've learned something and you tried something new, um, which are both really good things. So, um, I mean, we've got lots to talk about today um, about failure and the flip side of that, which is success. Um, and perceived success, Mm. you know, what is success to you? Um, But Stella, can, like, tell me how you feel about, like, failure as a concept? Like, have there been things that you felt, like, stuck with you because of it? Sure. So that's actually, while you were speaking, it's something came to my mind. And again, I'm I'm sorry, I have to make a plug again for guess who? Andy J. Pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I'm really fan of his podcast, guys. If you're not, if you haven't listened, uh, it's called Creative Pep Talk. And on one of the episodes, he had one of his guests who had this strategy, who was, which was kind of, uh, he actually, or oh, was it she or was, was it he? I don't remember exactly the actual artist, but they uh, embraced the, the failure and actually made it their goal. So they said to themselves, I want to receive 100 rejections this year. 100 rejections so they went out they made it their goal and they went and they sent out this way they were absolutely not afraid to approach any of the you know big editors that you're afraid that they will reject you and you know it's your goal to get a rejection so every time you get a rejection check you know and uh, (laughs) that was kind of like a positive thing so they really completely uh, turned the way they look at things it made it a positive to get a fail it's a positive feeling yes I got it it's a you know it's an achievement therefore it's good so (laughs) this way it can only come like a good outcome out of that because if it's a yes 
it's a check and if it's a failure it's a check again so you know <laughs> this was such a you know mindset flip for me and uh, the way you look at success yeah. and failure is so relative that if we can now sit and mop about and say how you know we failed and of course everyone will fail at some point and um, even in startups uh, there is this like you know move fast and break things and you know fail better and things like that so failure is difficult obviously we are emotional beings and it affects us in many ways and it could be like a, a blocker for us to try again but I think that if you work at um, the way you look at things uh, things could be a bit different for you so I really wanted to share this um, kind of like a strategy of this artist because that was so different like I never heard someone to make a failure as a you know a goal and then <laughs> you can't lose in this case so it's always a win yeah that was I love cool. that I really love that I, I think I saw something similar about someone who was trying to get um she applied for I think I saw it on LinkedIn like she applied for um every role she applied for she was um like underqualified for mm. Or, or like massively underqualified for and she was like I'm aiming to get basically the same sort of thing like rejections and she was like overwhelmed with the amount of companies that either took her on or said um you don't fit for this role but we saw you and we were interested and we think you'd fit great for this other role so like it's all about like yeah like if you're it it's hard to um flip the whole concept because you're like at the end of the day like you want mm. deep down you want things to go right but if you're completely prepared for them to go wrong um or welcome and them. know that yeah yeah th then that's a perfect perfect way to embrace like your future of failing and also like just let go of the failings you've had in the past because um, you can like cling on to them like That's a good I don't know point. and this can be like deep rooted things as well this can be like oh I wanted to have published a book by the time I was 30 or I wanted to be in a magazine by the time I was like you know 22 or like did a masterpiece when I was 17 or something but you know people have these you th keep lowering like, the age limit and I'm yeah, feeling so old uh, no but but <laughs> and, I'm like and you go up as well like you can I, I could be like my life's goal is to do this thing and you can reach whatever age and think I'm still not near this thing um all that time passed and I've not done the thing uh it's just like a panic like you just get it's like the panic of aging as well like especially like talking this is an important thing when you're talking I think to women as well because there is this expectation on women that by a certain age you'll have done certain things um and that includes your career and your family life and when you mix that in with like the expectations you have for yourself and maybe your art career and your art practice um it's like easy to feel this sense of panic and shame that you aren't at that point that society expects you to be at which is one completely unrealistic and two not healthy at all mm -hmm. like, those are things that you know your artistic goals and your own personal goals are things that you should set the timeline on not anybody else so go at your own pace as well as you know like like we were saying be forgiving to yourself for things that haven't happened yet or things that have and didn't go how you wanted them to so yeah there's like so much on success like, yeah, and there that is I think is important this uh one of our uh, other topics that we have uh is the perceived success and one of them is like one of the aspects is perceived success by other people but also it's important to define what success is to you because what people may consider success and what you consider success can be totally two different things and I think that the one that you should care for is pleasing yourself so if you have achieved your own success you shouldn't you know worry too much about uh, other people's standards because we don't live to please other people or if you do that that's really sad and we all in a, in some <laughs> points of our life we have been you know affected by public opinion and what is expected of us and it's it's very difficult to kind of decide that I will do what I want and not what other people think I should do so I know it's hard, but defining for you what is success to you will then be a compass in the way you feel about whether or not you have achieved that thing. 
Yeah, I totally completely right. Um, like, I, it's interesting. I, I actually very recently had um, like a weird wake up moment where someone said something like, "Oh well, what, like, what do you want to be doing? You know, like, what are you, what, what means you're successful?" And I was sat there like I'd always thought thinking success was going to be somewhat really obvious to me. Like I don't know, it was the day I woke up in a Parisian apartment and strutter down the street to Vogue to to like I don't know chat with the editor and do a you know something like ridiculous like this goal of like the the dream life that you're going which is where like you're working like I'm creating art that I want to do every day and I'm working with like brands I want to work with and I get to visit and travel and live where I want um but I was like actually that's not what success is to me like that that's sort of like um like a fantasy version of what success is because to me success is where it sounds I like a disney version of some sort of yeah, illustrator it is. Like, to me i'm like and, here um, like what <laughs> but like, i do want to do all those things you know i do uh, i would love to live in a parisian apartment and go and like you know walk down the street vogue every morning whatever but success is for me is like i want to be able to um have time to spend with people i love i want to have enough time to do that in the I'm not one of those people that only lives for their job. You know, I want separate time away from that as well. And I've noticed the importance of that um, as time goes on. I want to be able to get up and do this every day, um, you know, and that be my full-time job. And, And essentially, those two things are all I really want in my idea of success. So, success is like you normally think about it in terms of like oh it's working with this person or getting published in this or having this many followers or getting paid this much but success is so many different things you know that might be your ideas of success one of those things but it also might not be like you have to really dig deep and figure out okay when is the day you're going to decide that something has been successful or your life has been successful um like you know success doesn't have to be something you can write down on paper success can be like oh okay i wake up every day and i'm happy that's, that's just that's a win me the hippie um, the hippie in me is just so yeah. happy because i for <laughs> me honestly success and happiness are equal each other so if i am everyone knows my name i have ten thousand million followers um i throw like a strolled out the street to Vogue uh, <laughs> have you but if I'm actually you know miserable uh, stressed uh, struggle with anxiety yeah. I'm, I don't have a family or just whatever all these kind of aspects that for some people you know they, they crave them but they don't have them outside you look like check 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 you know everything is she has mm, you know yeah. she has it all but you never know if you feel it, you know, like empty on the inside or you're filled with anxiety or stress or you know generally just like because with success can come all sorts of feelings of emptiness for example when you have achieved everything you ever wanted what do you do next so there can be all sorts of things so for me if you're not happy where you are I don't know if that counts as a success so you could I could have this 10,000 million followers but I could may not have any family or whatever or any yeah. real friends so Am I then so true, successful? Yeah. So for me, this kind of dis- disconnect between how people see you on the outside and how you feel on the inside is, is the gap is actually uh, the success where if, yeah. if they, they are equal to each other, then, then you are successful, at least that I am successful. I don't want to speak for everyone, <laughs> like because success is something very uh, personal and it means different things to different people. So many, yeah. some people measure it with, you know, how, how much money you have and all these things, how much recognition you've got, how many people follow you on Instagram and things like that. But for some other people, they so it, it really is tied to the values of the person to me. So if so, then you basically it's coming back to my previous point that you should yourself define what success to you and go from there. Yeah, this is yeah, all really good points. Do you know what that reminds me of? Um, I, I just basically um, started on a, a mentorship program as a mentor and they were, um, in the training, they were talking about how different people are motivated. Um, like what, mo- there will be certain types of people motivated by different things. And what motivates you is normally what is tied to your idea of what a successful thing is mm. or person is. Um, and it, it was talking about how to get the best out of people depending on, what type of motivation they follow um and i'd never considered like what motivated me 
Um, you know, it can be things like, oh, um, I was told growing up that I couldn't do this. So my motivation is to get to the point where I prove them wrong. Um, and like, or like my motivation is I want to be really well known and recognized. Um, or I, yeah, like all those different things. Um, and like none of them are wrong, but they, they have to resonate with you. Because like Stella said, if you wake up with all the money in the world, but you're not happy, then um, that's not a successful, mm. you know, life. It, you know, it's, it's like I, I hate being stressed and yet I get very stressed easily. So one of my main goals as I go through life is um, like, I don't want to put myself into jobs that are stressful or situations that I know will be stressful because some jobs are more stressful than others. Um, and you can know that going into them straight away. Some are unexpectedly stressful, which is where you have to like learn from the mistakes. But yeah, like I think the success, you know, success isn't what other people think of you. Um, it's how you feel about yourself and the goals you have really long-term, I guess. Um, I think this brings us on to talking about commercial success and social success online because success now, you know, like like we've said, is often measured in, okay, how many likes does the post get? How many sales do you have? How popular was this new piece you did? Uh, did that video go viral? Um, did you sell out your limited edition collection? You know, all these like little things that seem like they're a success, but they could all happen and you still might not think that was a successful piece or it might not have done what you wanted it to. Mm. So I think it's a good time to talk about your confidence and dealing with a public failure when things you like post this is a lot to do with publishing on the internet really or working with other people where there's this expectation that it has to be successful because sort of some of the pressure is on you to provide for the other party um have you ever had anything that's really like flopped online that you were like had high hopes for or or like a, a, any venture really that you were really hoping for and it, and it just didn't go as planned pretty much everything i ever put out online <laughs> <laughs> That's so not true. Your work is so great. That that is also true, and the, my my is also true. So they could be they're yeah, not mutually there exclusive. You go. <laughs> so to me, um, and I don't count them as a, a not success. So if I, for example, draw a piece and I really love it, I put it online. Very often, it, it never goes viral and it doesn't reach the Washington Post. And <laughs> so if I was after those things, I would say that I was complete flop. But I'm happy with how they turned out. And to mm. me, that's a success. So because for me, yeah. you know, I, I'm happy with how it turned out. So I don't take it as personal, you know, failure. But was it a success? By any means, no. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's really how you look at things. And um, I think what you said was actually very scary. So I think it's different when you are really, really successful and you're so much in the public eye and then you flop very bad. So then that... Um, Maybe you don't feel so bad for the thing that flopped itself, but the way that people would actually, pe what people would say and what people would think mm. about you. So kind of like your perceived reputation is what would cause you to feel like a failure more than actually the fact that only 300 people like your stuff instead of 3 million. So yeah, that's a really good point. Like once you've reached a certain level of success, not that I would know, <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> like artists I've seen, they're at the top of the like food chain. Um, and they're obviously they they talk a lot when I've, I've listened to interviews and stuff with artists far more successful than me that are, are saying, I, I did a style of work that was very successful or I did a project and it was like what people expected from me was this constant level then of work and style of work and all those other things. And um, like the minute you don't want to do that style anymore or you can't produce either like that level or maybe like the consistency or the, I don't know, you know, you're not like banging out a new piece like every week. Like that's people expect these things. Um, and if you don't keep up with them, that can be like really nerve wracking because you feel like, the world is watching you effectively once you've got this bit of success um, or public success, I guess. So that's very, like Stella said, scary. Um, and you have to, I think if you're one of those people that are, are getting to that point in their career where um, you're very much in the public eye now or you have a large following now, um, then you have to like rein in 
and maybe reconsider is this something that I want to push for because you can always move away from that kind of role you know you don't have to be in a public facing role as an artist you can very much keep a back seat to an extent um you know you can be very vocal on social media and things like that or you can um almost take a step back and uh, you know like Sia like never appears in her yeah. music like live or anything like no one you know she's she's a clearly a very private person um and yet she's absolutely one of the most famous people on the planet i just think that's so interesting that i love her approach yeah it's yeah. really cool and i think that's a very that's healthy why... way to look at it mm. if you're like that I think that's the reason why actually so many people who become very successful have other people managing their social accounts because all these voices that you hear online, this little, you know, even if you get 300, you're amazing, and then you get three like you suck, you will listen to the, <laughs> yeah. you will listen very loud, like loud and clear, clear, the ones that were negative, and they will stuck with you. And these kind of things affect your confidence and stuff like that. So it, I, I see this as, I understand why very often when people reach a certain level, they are just uh, kind of offloaded to someone who is the professional <laughs> and then their job is just to create art. And um, yeah, yeah, that's what you want, hmm. really. I mean, in an ideal world for a lot of people, that would be, perfect. you know, everyone would have someone sorting out their hmm. social media because it is it's stressful. Like you said, like the bad reviews stay with you like the you know one person doesn't like a piece and that will really resound with you um but th this is what i'm saying like art is so subjective you're never gonna please anyone you're and no, even life like you're never gonna please anyone you're never gonna everyone's not gonna like you you know that's like saying there are people that are not gonna like you and you have no control over that um it's like rupaul always says like it's not your business what other people think Amen. of you and I'm just like, oh, like you adopting that is so important, but it's so difficult. And the same with your art, like you're like letting go of the fact that once you've published it, like Stella said, it's your baby and you're putting it out into the world and it's not really yours anymore once you've put it out there because people are going to say what they want. Like They're going to say your baby's like ugly it. and you have to deal with it. Yeah, but they are going to call your baby ugly. <laughs> um but yeah yeah like that's why um I, it's very the internet is a very um harsh place to jump in i guess to the art world um there's always going to be someone that doesn't like your work that's fine like you you make work for you um and don't worry about you know pleasing everybody on the planet because you never will uh but yeah like I, be being your own critic stella i'm gonna let you take the oh lead my. on talking about this wow so <laughs> this is something that I've been kind of pondering on for a couple months or so and I've, I've adopted this approach that I will kind of say on the paper or whatever medium you're using you say what you want to say and once you've said it however whatever medium you're using once you've drawn your piece once you've played the music once you've written the poem whatever get it out there and don't waste time thinking you know is it perfect? What, what, don't read the comments. Don't read the comments also. <laughs> Let it be. And, you know, you've said your piece. Now, don't judge it because you are the artist. Your job is to express yourself. Once you have achieved and you're happy with how you have expressed yourself, it's not your job anymore to judge your work. Um, like I say, like you are the artist, but you're not the critic. There are people going to criticize you no matter what. Some people will love your work. Some people won't like your work. And there is no way that you can, you know, appease both parties and be like, create this very <laughs> politically correct piece that no one's going to care about. Um, you can always take it down if you decide one day that you don't like it anymore or it doesn't feel, you know, feel right with the rest of the stuff that you've put out there. You know, you don't like it on your feet anymore. So that's fine. You are the artist, you own your work, uh, but you don't owe anybody explanation like or, or, you know, having to worry beforehand already how people would take your work and how they, you will be accepted and whether they will like it or not. Uh, unless you want to create a piece that will be so commercial, etc., which will be very, you know, formulaic, etc., and very generic in its, uh, you know nature i think uh, and i don't know if that will make you happy but um if you are aiming to create something that you're proud of or even if you're not proud of like i very often have just drawn something and i'm like i don't know what i think about it i don't know what this is it's kind of ugly but it's kind of cool and i can't decide which 
sided lanes on i just post it out anyway and i very often put like caption like i don't know how i feel about this but there it is that's what came out today and uh you know i live with it and i look at some days i forget that it exists and i don't think of it anymore and maybe time will pass and i'll be like well now i know that i don't feel this anymore so i take it down but um you will find that people still will come and will comment and compliment and people will like this thing. And I'm like, really? Like, okay. Like, you don't have to sway by people's opinions. So everyone will express their own opinion and they have the right to it. But, um, you know, your, your job as an artist is to create the art and not to judge the art, I think. So I've been adopting this kind yeah. of, you know, mindset towards my work. I just draw it and... Um, I put it out there. It's my baby out into the world and good luck, my baby. <laughs> I really like that you've been doing this. I think you, I've seen so much cool work from you since you, I like know. Because you kind of become free, like you said, free of all of these yeah. expectations. Because every time I'm like, oh my God, like the moment I draw it, I judge it already. Like I see it on a paper. It's not even ready. It's scribbles. And I'm already like, this <laughs> yeah. is crap. Like, and then there is this voice yeah. in your head that is all the time nagging that, oh, it doesn't look like this artist and it's not as cool as this artist and whatever. And I'm just like, I'm just going to draw whatever comes to me. And once it's out, I post it. You just let go of so much self-expectation because there is, I don't even know that people are expecting anything from you. Maybe it's all in your head and you're like, oh my God, what mm. people will say. People are scrolling yeah. in their feed, you know, with the speed of light and maybe they'll tap, tap <laughs> twice. Maybe they'll move on. You know, in the end of the day, they don't think twice about as much as you worry about your own work so like letting go of the pressure can be so freeing and that's how yeah. you perceive my work as cool so thank you very much maybe some people thought like, <laughs> what the hell is she doing but that's again like how people see it. they're very different and no but it was great i could see like it was like a tap had been turned on like you'd um I, I could see you like starting to use it as an activity rather than as like a, oh, I'm going to make something. Like it doesn't have to be a thing. It can just be like, oh, I made, you know, I did the activity. Yeah. It's about the process, than, like, like I say. Mm. Yeah, it's about the journey. It's about the journey. It's I'm discovering <laughs> but, stuff. Um, this, is, <laughs> this is a bit like what we talked about earlier about um, like setting out to fail. I, I've tried to start, um, I've tried to start encouraging myself to do this where like I'll sit down and be like, we're going to make some bad work. Let's make some bad work. Like, let's... Like I said, the bad pancake. This is going to be bad. Yeah, yeah I was like... It's like, I, it's like I, I'm telling myself, this is probably going to be crap and that's totally okay. Like, this... Like, let's just take all the pressure off. Um, It's like it's a bit like when you, like... If you've ever worked with watercolour or pen, you'll know how scary it is because you can't undo it. You can't rub it out. You can't paint over it. It's like, there's no going back. I think that was what held my career back for a very long time. Um, I was, like, scared to fail so the pressure I had when I was drawing was like every line was a potential failure oh, no. and I, I couldn't like I, I got out of the habit of practicing because like it scared me to draw it was so nerve-wracking and it, that really held me back so if you work with those mediums and you don't have you're not used like I don't keep sketchbooks which is me really neither. weird as well I know like every uh, yeah I don't every artist seems to it I'm I like don't. what like the concept of an unfinished piece just didn't exist in my head before it was like it's either a masterpiece and or it, it has to exist. go on the internet um, I'm like always oh, I'm, I'm posting yes. it like whatever it is I'm posting oh my it. god yeah <laughs> yeah that's all that wrapped up in like this has to succeed um and I really am trying to get out of that like like oh I'm not gonna post this no matter what it is it's not going in line or like this is gonna be done on the crappest paper ever like you can't sell it it's like it's not even on like you know what I mean it's like using these crap materials or like using something that's really um forgiving or is just you like you're not letting it go past the point that you would normally you're just gonna play or like you're just gonna make work for you uh, or the process um, so yeah, like setting out to make bad work is a really great exercise. If you're a perfectionist, I absolutely recommend it. Um, and forgive yourself again, like be really kind to yourself when you're doing this because no one's gonna, every, if every artist published every piece of work they'd ever made and every drawing and sketch they'd ever done, you would see some crap. I mean it, mm. like the bad apples that you get as an artist. Like sometimes I sit down and draw and I just think, Jesus, I can't draw at all. Like, oh, how am I even to my daily life. This is, 
this is shocking. And, and I'm just like, every artist does that, but they don't post it online. That's why you'll never see it. You'll never see the bad stuff that artists make. Unless it's, it's me. It's okay to make the bad <laughs> Start, you need you need to listen no, to our episodes really wanna, one to five again. I want to start a movement. The imperfection celebration, the, you know. The imperfection. Oh, I, I, we need to shoot that in as a segment. Yeah. The imperfection celebration is going to be a new feature. I'm going to have a speech. Um, but yeah, this is what I mean. We, me and Stella feel very passionately about because um, we're perfectionists, mm. uh, like most artists that we know. But. Um, great exercises to make bad work also the thing that struck me when you were talking you said um like you're not going to please everyone and um maybe you don't have to please everyone because i saw a really good post on like instagram recently and it was talking about um like business marketing for small businesses and it was saying oh you know reach millions of followers worldwide and they were saying yeah but does your business need to reach millions of followers worldwide like is that what it needs to survive like as an artist do you need millions of people to like your work no what you actually need is a is a dedicated base of of fans effectively of collectors or people who like your work or people who engage with you in person or online or or at events you know you don't need the world to be an artist or to be a successful artist you need the people you need your audience you need to find your yeah. gang i think it's called who support there was you. some artist what's the well, word no, it, there is actually it. A, a, a thing i again heard it oh, i, I heard it on it. the guess um, where i heard it creative pep talk but andy was again talking <laughs> about uh who said that oh, you all you ever need to succeed is 1000 true fans and this is all you need oh wow so yeah that's all you really need so don't so, try to, you know, point. aim <laughs> at reaching millions of followers online because once you like if something is so bland and generic that everyone will like it, it won't really trigger any real feelings. If your work oh, is wow. polarizing, if your work is I hate it or someone will love it or you will think that, oh, that makes me feel disgusted or that makes me feel excited or that makes me feel sad, you're conveying emotion uh, as an artist, I think that's what, well, I try to, you know, do, not every time, but depending on like what you set yourself to do. But if, if the emotion is just that it's nice, like no one wins from that. <laughs> this is amazing. Like I've, I, I rarely ever think about this, but you're so right. Like the, I guess the more, the more you try to please people, the less you're true to yourself. And then, like Love you said, that, that probably is going to make your work like like the more the more successful it is publicly the less successful it is as a piece yeah, of creatively. art because art isn't meant to please people art is is meant to make you feel something yeah. right and i really do believe that like my favorite pieces of art are pieces of art i look at and i think oh my god i i, I could look at that all day because it gives me a feeling a specific feeling um that i'm either enjoying or was impact full like it had mm. a well, it makes you happy me. to look at or something but if something yeah. is just generic like, then it's like me absolutely so that's a really really good point especially for artists who are very niche because you get you know you can be um like a, my friend who's a musician she works in a very niche genre has a very niche audience um so talented but it was like i think she like auditioned to go on um like the x factor or like tv or like a singing show um and like her talent was like it wasn't like she didn't have the talent to go on it she she you know went straight through the ranks but the gist was like she was so controversial that it was obviously like the public that's mm, not what the tv companies want to promote it's yeah. too scary yeah um it's like so the more successful you are as a true artist the least successful you will be as a commercial artist and it's like you're warring unless you're things. bjork i guess but you know <laughs> yeah wow exactly this is what i mean but bjork like the, and that's why you have to be true to yourself because even if like you're not gonna get on i don't know now like a like the x factor <laughs> i guess um that that's really saying like you have a really interesting voice that has an impact um, and you have clearly a niche that people 
will respond to because it's true. Like, it's coming from you. It's not coming from, like, oh, I want to be on TV, so I'm going to make this mm. kind of work. It's, like, coming from your real voice. So I just think that's, like, <laughs> that's the ultimate yeah. aim as an artist is to, like, have enough success to live off that happily, mm. but never... You'll sell like, yourself, um, in a way. Compromise. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't compromise what but you want to But this explains make, so. perfectly, yeah. like, why always, like, not always, but most of the cases in this type of talent shows, let's say, like, American Idol or whatever back in the day, uh, the person who won wasn't necessarily, like, the best artist, like, the most interesting artist yeah. was the most commercial yeah. one, like, yeah. the pretty boy who sang country music or like the, the pretty girl who was <laughs> yeah. you know had a great voice so but which was kind of like bubblegum for the brain but it's not art in a way well, it, 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 yeah. of course it's talent yeah. it's still talent I don't want to knock anyone down but just being commercial is different than being successful De- yeah. depending so, how you yeah. define success again but like in my view I'll be completely happy if, if I was commercially successful, but if I only get to do one certain thing every day because it sells, that would be really miserable. <laughs> yeah, that, that's so such a good point. Like, yeah, and I guess that's what you have to figure out. Um, is that the kind of work you're looking to go into, really? Because, you know, you can make a very good living um, doing just commercial yep. art. Or, or just um, personal art, you know, ap- ap- applying for galleries and things like that. But you can also do both. Like I like to sit on the, I'm aiming to sit on the both line because I enjoy both kinds of work, but I don't want to do just one. Yeah. Um, but for some people, like doing commercial work can be like draining. Um, like Stella, I know you like don't like the, the co- whole concept of working to um, commissioned work because it's it, it really depends on the commission for you yeah it, it depends it has to align with what I like and if I feel inspired by the thing then I'm all for it but if someone comes and be like you know I'm toothpaste and I'll be like yeah <laughs> so <laughs> see this is why Stella's got a much better standpoint on this than me because I'm just like I'll sell my soul if you give me some work to draw <laughs> no come on <laughs> there are many so many different that's why I'm here to say that there are many different points of view and you never have to feel that you're doing something wrong just because you're not like everyone else or whatever. That's why I'm here so like anti-establishment in this case. Not because <laughs> not because I don't want to be commercially successful or because I don't want to work with brands, because I do. But I just want to say that there is other ways and like I don't want people to feel down because they are not fulfilling the standard that is out there and, you know, the cliche of everything that is. Yeah, and, and also just that's just reminded me certainly as well um, not beating yourself up if, say, like, you, you know, you're saying, I, I don't want to compromise my, um, like, my work and my interests. At the same time, if you're an artist who is having to do absolutely anything they can to get by, like a lot of artists do, you know, if you have to do commercial work because mm, you have mm. no other choice, like, don't shame yourself. No, for doing that's that. a job. Like, that's... It's okay. Yeah, like, a job is a job. And at the end of the day, as an artist, you have to get by. And sometimes that means doing the job. work you don't want to like, do. Like, yeah, I have a day job, job, which is my job, which is kind of the equivalent of me doing yeah, toothpaste. Yeah. So if I don't do toothpaste, I'm doing something <laughs> else that is completely outside of the art sphere. So, you know, this is my toothpaste and I do my, my fair share of toothpaste every day so there is absolutely no shame if you take that and no no shade to any toothpaste company out there but you know <laughs> this is so funny that toothpaste is the thing you can think of that you'd hate the most I love to toothpaste throw. I love my teeth guys don't, <laughs> don't yeah, so involved. for me um, the, the me that we me and Stella have mentioned this before um, in, our, in our personal talk that was off air um, but the, the like the idea of success for me I said was the day where um, I got to like decline um, a commission if someone like asked me to draw like their deceased pet um, so, I'm so triggered like, I, I, I get obviously like as an artist you get a lot of you'll get some weird requests as an mm. artist especially if you work with private commissions let alone public work but um, you'll often get things that um, there, there will be things that you will absolutely uh, you know you, you will not draw the line at not doing but there are things like you said that you have to do sometimes to get by you know if that pays the bills and you have to do portraits mm. then you'll be doing portraits but um 
I have had so many requests. And I know other artists um, in the same boat <laughs> who will be asked to do um, like pet portraits, but often a deceased pet who That's is clearly so very treasured, which is like a very, really sad and really sweet as well that they want that. But when you're an artist in like, like I do, like I work with fashion or you work with like, I don't know, maybe you draw plants for a living and somebody asks you to like draw their TED talk. <laughs> you're always like, oh, like I appreciate it, but I, I can't wait for the day where I don't have to do that yeah. anymore. <laughs> so that's the like my idea of success is was like the day I can turn down the commission. <laughs> so I just yeah, I don't beat yourself up for getting by. Like draw what you gotta, exactly. guys. But um, <laughs> no shade when the, when on. you're yeah, no shade. <laughs> it's it will have to pay the bills oh, one way or another. So job is a job, whether it's a very commercial something that is sucking your soul, or if you're working retails sucking your soul or if you're doing an office job sucking <laughs> your soul. we all get you know you we all have to pay the bills but by the time you get to you know the luxury that you can just have a creative expression and get money from that so this is a very kind of like this is the dream where you don't have to compromise yourself and you get really you know successful in a way that you can uh, <laughs> you know maintain your lifestyle by just doing what you want and what you love this is very rare luxury and uh, yeah so if we're living in the real world <laughs> uh, we have to be fair <laughs> that this is something that we all have to do so there is no shade yeah, for everyone but we are a good point you know, um, talking about successful art and things like that so that's when for example why I don't bother so much uh, with pu- putting myself down for not being successful according to the public eye is because I do my toothpaste quote-unquote job every day and I get to play and explore and really use my uh, art as an expression of who I am and therefore I consider it successful for my standards because I'm happy with what I do and I do it to please myself and that's that but if I would be you know putting pressure that oh my god now I need to make a living out of this that I'm a complete flop etc etc because I am not paying the bill with this what I'm doing so it, it depends how you define success and how you measure your own success and it doesn't have to be what other people think of you so maybe someone will come to my Instagram and be like oh she has like 500 followers like that's she doesn't exist uh but I'm just happy with what I'm doing and I'm happy with my work and I don't beat myself for it because I feel that this is where I define as a success. I'm fine. I'm happy. Do I draw for me? Yes. I'm happy. I'm free. I don't have to, you know, draw something to please someone else. And if you do, no shade. I am pleasing other people in my daily job. And if I decide one day to <laughs> drop my daily job and having to use, you know, my pen and paper to actually pay the bills, that's a whole other story. And uh, then the stress is very big because then you really have to <laughs> deliver the commercial you know product because that this becomes a the product. perfect time yeah to talk about um uh, briefly about that because when um like Stella was saying like when you when you do your bread and butter job that pays the bills uh, whether that's your art bread and butter job or your like unrelated bread and butter job um it does give you all this freedom to explore your art in the way that you want to. So like, that's not the thing that has to pay the bills. That's the Mm. thing you get to explore in your own time. My work really um, like flourished when I had, you know, the bread and butter day job because there was no pressure. Like, like I was making all, that's why I have such a wealth of personal work um, is because there was no one like waiting for it on the other end of the line. You know, I could work at it at my own pace and, and make work I wanted and explore all these different styles because I wasn't tied to an agent or a client. Um, so there is a, a, a really great learning curve to be had from having your bread and butter day job separate from your art job, um, especially to start with, because there's so much to learn. And when you add the pressure of financial strain mm. to that, um, that's a big a melting pot of like, stress. So I, I really recommend if you're starting out and, um, and you haven't been bombarded with a wealth of work immediately, um, to consider having this as a, a part-time thing or even, you know, a, a very late night. Um, this is a... a a minimal timed activity in the weeks, mm. you know, say you're working 40 hours a week, this is what you do in the time you have left. Um, or if you can afford to 
have um, lower your hours in the week and do part-time bread and butter work yeah. and then start to incorporate your job Just in as Transition as slowly and that's something that makes financial and uh, creative sense to you. Like don't jeopardize your situation in life. Some people, you know, have families that need to feed and I'm like, that's why I'm kind of strong advocate for not quitting your J job to pursue. Of course, you can you can do both. So you can pursue your creative, you know, pursuits and still keep your feet on the ground until you're ready to take off. I'm not saying that you have to always do both things, not at all. But do uh, start when you feel that it's safe and that now you're ready to move on and it's it's secure on the ground that you don't have to like. Of course, you can always go back, but um, it's perhaps uh, kind of like damaging I think uh, yeah yeah like the the runway is often long like um you, you know like the the day where you decide like oh, I'm gonna quit my day job is like the it's a very big thing to actually think about um, and like Stella said you might quit your day job and you might you might go back and get another day there job, will always you know, be day jobs of course yeah there will always you can always go back to your day job basically at the end of the day that's the sort of thing we're, we're saying um but you'll probably know like when you're ready for that huge leap you'll be ready for mm. it you know you'll be like gunning for it. you've you practiced for it, so. you know there won't be yeah, like this you'll stress. probably be there <laughs> you won't have had the time um, to kind of like hone your art and be secure in who you are as an artist and have consistency etc and, and your style will develop over time then you will know do you are you also when you have taken the time to do this for a long time you will decide do you really want this to be your full-time job or are you happy where you are so all this said uh don't take pressure from what people think whether you're successful doing your thing or not because that is super irrelevant and you should never take that kind of rash decisions based on i'm not a full-time artist and people will not take me seriously because i i work in a you know grocery store as well so <laughs> i think you should listen to yourself and make decisions based on your own personal circumstances and um you know it's i know it's hard to kind of block out the public voices that you hear all the time but in the end of the day people will not be there when uh you know the bill comes and it's, it's hard <laughs> yeah and, and i'm just gonna really briefly talk because we are um getting to the end of the session um but when we're talking about you know like your your bread and butter job has to pay the bills um it when we're not saying that being an artist won't pay your bills mm. Um, it's just obviously a lot harder and there's this um, fear around artists and pricing which means that often artists feel like they can't charge what they're worth um, or what the time is worth and that's when you end up struggling to meet this um, like I can't make ends meet because I'm an artist it's like uh, like learning to get into that mindset that um, if your art is your job then you have to price your time accordingly and you have to um, set the proper standard for your work. And I think that's why um, artists struggle as a whole financially on top of the fact that art, being a full-time artist is hard work and is, um, you know, it's not like where you have a day job and at the end of the month there's a guaranteed check. You, mm. you know, this is very much an up and down, you know, cash flow is And a, it's dependent problem, on you but... going, being proactive, being your, like an entrepreneur, basically running your own company and selling, selling your services and then delivering the services. So it's very, yeah. you need to realize that or decide for yourself that is this something for you? And you don't have to jump 100% and be in that situation. What I'm saying is kind of gradually test out the waters, feel, see for yourself how you feel, do it half and half and then slowly transition into full time if everything is fine and you are you know 100% sure that this is what you want to do but i never want anyone who has any sort of creative uh, pursuit or creative um, passion to feel any pressure to have to be 100% full time if they're not ready currently that's that's my whole spiel so i'm not saying that you know it's a bad <laughs> thing to be full on everyone should have a day job that's not my point it's just that I don't want anyone to risk their livelihood and you know their, their well-being uh, for the sake of you know you can always draw even if you have a day job for the moment half part-time whatever there will be time for you to to make art so don't beat yourself up and like uh, put yourself in risky situations take your time and I think that each case is for the for themselves so just because other people do this or do that like like everyone is their own uh, person and they have their own circumstances so i'm just saying like don't take any pressure and think what's best for you first 
Because I've been, exactly. honestly, I'm saying this all from experience, not just because I'm here to be anti-establishment and say that everyone should go to work. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just want to, to say, because I have, having to make the choice, do I want to go out and do my own work and struggle until I make it? Or do I want to kind of have more stability and be able to prioritize, etc.? So for me, at the moment, it makes more sense to have both. And I don't feel like I'm missing out terribly. I know that I would go much faster if I do this full time. But then again, uh, having like if you have someone in your life who can support you, then you could maybe take this as a you know starting point. But if you're all on your own, it's very difficult. And uh, make your make smart decisions. Mm, absolutely, yeah. But we're not trying to scare no, you either no, way. No, no. Basically, we're, try- we're trying. Art to is say, fun. Like, this, art is this- fun. Yeah, art is fun. Do you believe us still? <laughs> art is fun. But this is what I mean. Like that's why. Um, that's why we all do this because. Um, art is a passion project, really. Um, for most people, first and foremost. So. Um, don't just mm. yeah don't like it became a little bit passion. dark like for no reason but the fact is that just I want to take <laughs> care of people like I want to make sure that you guys are okay yeah we're looking after enjoying you enjoying <laughs> your work and you know enjoy making art rather than st- being stressed about making art because that's not fun you know absolutely yeah art, art is meant to be um really a joy a lot of the time so, so find the joy um make sure you find the joy no matter where you're fitting it in or amen if you're um <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Find the job. Wow, we got we got through a lot today. Yeah. Hopefully, no one fell asleep again with our rambling. <laughs> Do you know what? Though I feel like I learned I learn a lot from talking with you, Stella. Cos, um, we're in very you know we're both fashion illustrators and yet we work in such different mm, approaches, um, parts of the world and and processes and um, everything. You know, we're on very um, opposite ends of the scale, which is so interesting to share your experience with people um and learn from how other people live their life as an artist because you'll never get two artists the same Mm. um you know that is the it's probably the one thing you can ever be where you will never find someone who did it the same way as you um you know you can't go to it's not like where you go to accounting school and then you become an accountant (laughs) like you can't do that with art so find your own way of doing it um and if it fits fits with you at the time then do what fits with your your life at the time yeah um we hope we've uh, inspired you a bit to like settle into where you are with your work and with your process and, and maybe your career um but we've plenty to talk about um for next time about maybe uh how to market yourself if you're looking to mm get a little push into the career side of it so yeah i'm really looking forward to next episode too as well yep so i hope you'll come back and see us hear us thank you for <laughs> listening to us rambling guys and uh, we'll see you next time <laughs> bye we'll see you next time bye thank you for listening to art mode you can now find us on all major streaming platforms if you love that podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a five-star review and tell us what you'd like to hear more of next time. Find us on Instagram at Art Mode Podcast and catch up with us on our pages at Stella Visual and Rebecca Fennelly.